Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So unless you live in the UK, you may not have heard about hashtag Storm Arwen. A-R-W-E-N, by the way, hashtag Storm Arwen. 300,000 households were in the dark. I'm not sure that everyone has all of their power back yet because it was all throughout last weekend while we were getting fat and sassy on turkey and stuffing or dressing. But uh, it's now uh, over, I guess. Some of the snow has began to melt and people are out and about but there were you know high winds rough seas heavy rain snow it was incredible the uh the damage i mean they were talking about uh ferries being canceled with further disruptions expected trains were telling people hey make sure your stuff is locked down there's hurricane force winds we don't want your stuff blowing onto the tracks and cause uh cause issues with the trains 98 mile an hour winds in one area 87 mile mile an hour winds in, in other areas 78 mile an hour winds uh in scotland i mean uh it was you know hurricane force winds and storm hashtag storm arwen however uh when that happens uh there's a place uh 1732 feet above sea level uh, a nice little pub that people tend to go to because if you go there and you get locked down, eh, you're locked down in the pub. Uh, no problem. <laughs> Let's go to Tan Hill Inn. Oh, okay. Yeah, no problem. And 60 people actually did that. And they were locked down in this pub. They couldn't go anywhere. There was no place to go. And what a shame you're in a bar. <laughs> so they spent a few days locked down in the pub and it's not the first time that it's happened so at least the locals know that if it looks like there's a big storm coming uh head to tan hill Inn, and we'll take care of it now apparently they're completely off the grid so they're ready to go. They got some extra gas. They knew the storm was coming. They had uh, everything that they needed. And so it's good to go. Now, the people at the pub, I guess, were all able to leave uh, come Monday, or at least, you know, if they wanted to. I would say, why do I need to leave? I mean, there's a bed, there's booze, and there's food. <laughs> I don't really need to go anywhere, do I? It's, uh, I'm good right here. I'm good. And apparently the rescue team was called to evacuate one man who I guess was undergoing dialysis treatment and that put him in a, you know, a bad place being at the pub. Uh, I I guess if you're going undergoing dialysis, you probably shouldn't be drinking. Just a thought. Uh, He probably wasn't. He was there for safety, but they got him out and the rest of the people were like, nah, we're we're good. You don't need to rescue us. We're fine right here. Take care. <laughs> so if you're in the United Kingdom and you have a big, you know, another hashtag storm, whatever named, not our one, of course. Uh, now, I mean, that's done with. Uh, you want to go to Tan Hill Inn in uh, Swallowdale, Northern England, because that 
is the place to be. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So we all know times are getting tough across the world, really, but here in America. And WalletHub has decided to figure out where the best staycation spots are in the United States. So they compared 182 U.S. cities, including the 150 most populated U.S. cities, plus two of the most populated cities in each state. And they rank them with uh, recreation, food and entertainment, rest and relaxation. Now, you can be number one in one of those areas and still not be number one. And they had uh, 46 relevant metrics uh, depending on what, you know, recreation and food and entertainment and rest and relaxation. And so they went ahead and ranked the cities. Now we can start at the bottom and we can say, you know, the 100, the, the worst place to staycation. All right, we'll just start at the bottom. The worst place to staycation, Fremont, California. You do not want, I mean, why? If it's the worst place to staycation, maybe it's not a really great place to live. But I don't know. I don't think I've ever been to Fremont, California. It's possible. The bottom two, Chula Vista. California. Oof. I mean, you don't want to be there. Now, weird that uh, North Las Vegas, Nevada is, uh, what is that? Uh, no, it's the fourth worst with Hialeah, Florida. Uh, yeah, okay. Hialeah, whatever. Uh, in Florida. Now, the number one rest and relaxation city is Columbia, Maryland, but that's like 86th, I guess tied for 86, 86, 87, somewhere in there, 87 and a half, uh, for, you know, the ranking of the best staycation cities. So you know, you can be number one in one of the, uh, categories and still not be number one on the list. I will say that number one and two on the list are number one in recreation and number two is number one in food and entertainment. So we can go to the top 10 best staycation cities. So if you live in one of these cities, uh, you're good. Stay there. You're no problem. All right. So coming in at number 10, Cincinnati, Ohio. Wow. I mean, I don't know that I would want to stay in Cincinnati as it is, but okay. All right. No problem. I just a joke. Ohio, I got you. Uh, Sandy, although it was nice to have the University of Michigan uh, beating Ohio State this past weekend in the big house. Uh, San Diego, California coming in at number nine. If you live there, stay there. Seattle, Washington, number eight. Ooh, I don't know about that one either. Chicago, Illinois. Ooh, number seven, Chicago, Illinois. Number five, ranked fifth in recreation. Okay, 19th in food and entertainment and 74th in rest and relaxation. Okay. All right. Number six, Portland, Maine. Wow. Okay. All right. You got me. Las Vegas, Nevada is number five, but North Las Vegas is the worst. I mean, it's down there at the bottom. So I guess it just depends on where you're hanging out. Uh, number four is Charleston, South Carolina. Number three is San Francisco, California. I mean, holy cow, this list is already flawed. Uh, no question about it, because San Francisco is 25th 
in rest and relaxation, eighth in food and entertainment, seventh in recreation. Uh, it doesn't say how they ranked in uh, poop on the streets, but I'm sure they're close to number one there as well. Orlando, Florida coming in at number two. It's number one in food and entertainment. Duh. Uh, it should be higher on recreation, I would think, but it's 23rd on recreation and only 91st rest and relaxation, but it's still number two on the list of best places for a staycation and coming in. At number one, the number one city to stay K. If you live there, go ahead and be happy and stay there. Say it with me. Honolulu, Hawaii. Yes, Honolulu, Hawaii. Coming in at number one. I mean, if you're already there, do they let anybody? They don't let anybody in anymore, I don't think, uh, thanks to COVID. And so good luck getting out. (laughs) I mean, I guess you could get out. But it's tough getting back in. They come in at number one under recreation, number 15th, food and entertainment, and number five, rest and relaxation, which puts them on the number one best city for a staycation, thanks to Wallet Hub. Okay, uh, no problem. I would say uh, Salt Lake City came in at number 11. I would agree with that. That's a beautiful city. I love Salt Lake City. And then you start getting down into New York and Los Angeles, New Orleans. All right. I mean, these cities, they're nice. They're beautiful. Tampa, Florida. My, one of my favorite cities, Tampa, well, Tampa, Florida, but my favorite places, Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, I don't know that they actually, they don't count Tampa Bay. They're just counting Tampa, Florida as 24th. On the best city for staycation. Where do they rank on some of these other places? Tampa got 49th in recreation. 10th in food and entertainment. Yeah, hello. And 95th in rest and relaxation. Mm, I don't know about that one. It's up to you, of course. But it may be a good time this year to wherever wherever you're at to stay. Day K, right the hell there. <laughs> I don't know. Vacation tip. Do what you want. All right. That's the chewing the fat motto. Do what you want. Although if you're going to, you know, do what you want and what you want is to, I don't know, murder your wife, you may want to cover your tracks. Uh, we had Christopher Collins, a guy in Houston. Well, in Cyprus, he's living in the greater Houston area. He was arrested a week after they found his wife uh, dead inside their home. At the time that they were dispatched there, they were there for a welfare check. Oh, we wanted to find her. We, we didn't know what the deal was. He initially told police oh, there was a there was some guy, some suspicious male around the house, and then I lost contact with her. And, you know, I, I, I'll meet you at the house and we can check it out. Okay. <laughs> so they go into the house and he drops his bags down and he runs to the, sees his wife laying on the floor with blood and a bag covering her head. And he just, you know, it was all upset. And then they were like, mm, you know, I don't know that that is actually what happened. Because we couldn't find any evidence of this mysterious man around the house. And 
uh, you just signed a new life insurance policy for $250,000 a couple days before. Yeah, it was just a coincidence, you know. Um, but we have surveillance showing uh, you uh, going in and out of a locker room at a local gym. And then uh, we found items belonging to your wife, uh, you know, the ID and the passport in that locker. Yeah, that was all, though. No problem. And the gun. <laughs> yeah, that belonged to your wife, too. So and the dingle head still had the single caliber bullet inside his pants. So anyway, if you want to do what you want, go ahead. That's the motto of the show today. Do what you want. But you may want to cover your tracks a little bit better than Mr. Collins if you plan on, I don't know, committing murder. In the words of the great Ben Matlock, murder is a messy business. (laughs) I mean, how many murder shows are there? We know that murder is a messy business, and that's a factual quote from the great Ben Matlock. But, I mean, I know that it's messy, but you got to cover your tracks better than that, bro. I mean, you still got the bullet shell in your pocket? Uh, What are you doing? All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh. Oh, my gosh. So good. All right. I'm caught up on uh, Yellowstone. I'm caught up on Succession. I'm caught up on Mayor of Kingstown on Paramount+. Plus. And, uh, you know, okay. So, Yellowstone, uh, last episode was laying the groundwork for big things to come. No question. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be on fire. Uh, Succession. I know that it was kind of a laying the groundwork deal and it's really strange. I just, um, I don't know that I, I don't know that I, they could have done better for some reason. I mean, they had, it was a party and in, in the midst of this party, there was, you know, billion dollar deal done. And, uh, you know, I think people may have actually, you know, missed that deal, but it's just a, I, I don't know. Succession has been hit or miss this season so far for me. And then mayor of Kingstown. Wow. I mean, that show is so dark. <laughs> I like dark shows. No question. I'm, you know, I'm a freak. I know that it's okay, but uh, it was just really dark. I mean, that one episode, I don't know if it was, I watched two yesterday cause I was behind and, uh, you know, I got, I Paramount plus obviously they gave away free a couple of episodes on Paramount, which I get through YouTube TV. Well, Paramount plus as you know, a separate streaming subscription, which, you know, I mean, how many things can I pay for? Not much more. <laughs> However, I found out that T-Mobile with their new deal with Paramount Plus is giving you a free year of Paramount Plus. I'm in. Uh sign me up. Okay, I'm typing in the internet right now, you know, that's how the internet works and uh give me my free year. So, um I you know, I have it free for a year. And so my contract with them is free for a year and then if I don't cancel I think it's the first of November next year. Then they're going to, you know, tag me for four ninety nine. Plus I may upgrade anyway. 
<laughs> I don't know if it's going to cost me the full amount or if they're just going to tag me the extra four or five bucks a month to go without commercials because what they're giving me for free is Paramount Plus with commercials, which is, you know, it's nice to have, but the commercials, man, I mean, I love commercials. Don't get me wrong. They pay the bills. I got it. I'm a fan of commercials. I love them. I just don't want to have to sit through them if I don't have to. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, it's really dark, man. I mean, there's some big struggles going on with, uh, with people's souls in mayor of Kingstown, man. And it is a really dark place to be, but I like it. And we also found out that it's always sunny in Philadelphia is returning for a 15th season. 15th, 15th season. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's incredible. Just incredible. And did you know, look, all I want to do really is talk about college football. So I'm not going to, I promise. But, you know, this is just a television tie-in. I I watched the, I did watch the Cowboys uh, Raiders Thanksgiving football game. And we found out that it was the highest rated show in 31 years. The Raiders-Cowboys game drew 38.531 million viewers, the highest for an NFL regular season game since 1990. And I know it's Thanksgiving. I know it's a locked-in audience. I get all that. But, man, if you ever wanted to put a fight in that the Cowboys were not America's team, that's uh, it could have been any, any team, really. Uh, and... You know, it was nice to be honest. I I, I always kind of liked the Raiders because of John Gruden. And now, you know, he's gone. So it was nice to see them lose. And I really do just want to talk about college football. I mean, we have uh, Mel Tucker sign, who's going to sign a new big deal at Michigan State. Harbaugh uh, made a big announcement about his money. Uh, we had uh, Orgeron from LSU, his last game. It's reported that... Uh, Brian Kelly from Notre Dame is going to go to LSU. What's his face uh, from uh, Oklahoma? Uh, Lincoln Riley is going to go to USC. It's just a lot going on in college football. So it was, you know, fun to big fun college football weekend this past weekend and the past few days because there's a lot of chess pieces moving. But, you know, I know you don't care about college football, so I'll let it go for now. So yesterday we talked about Jack at Jack stepping down from his CEO position of Twitter. And we find out that the new CEO, the grass isn't always greener. I know everyone was happy. Jack goes away, but it doesn't always get better. The new CEO, Parag Agrawal, I think that's how you pronounce his name, P-R-A. G P A R A G A G R A W A L, the new CEO. He uh, said that uh, his quote from a television show is a satirical take on stereotypes. Oh, okay. Uh, the 11 year old tweet from the new CEO quotes a line from The Daily Show with Jon Stewart as satire. Oh, Okay, the quote reflects a satirical take on stereotypes. Oh, okay, I can't stop saying, oh, okay, no problem. But what did he say that was satirical? Well, um, he said that our role is not 
to be bound by the First Amendment, focusing less on thinking about free speech, but thinking about how times have changed. Now, I'm not sure if that's the satirical tweet or not. I just know that's his comment. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, good times. Good times are coming from Twitter. And they also have some new rules, which is good. I, right? New boss, new rules. Sharing personal media, such as images or videos, can potentially violate a person's privacy and may lead to emotional or physical harm. This is from their Twitter safety blog. So the misuse of private media can affect everyone, but can have a disproportionate effect on women, activists, dissidents, and members of minority communities. Twitter will evaluate complaints by the subject of a picture or video or someone representing them. Oh, that's good. Now, it's all part of a larger private information policy. So, you know, just know that sharing personal media, such as images or videos, can potentially violate a person's privacy. Oh, okay. Well, I hope that goes into effect and matters to the people who were you know, photographed on January 6th, you know, the day democracy almost died. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll work for those people. It'll also work for, you know, the person driving the car that ran down people in Wisconsin. I'm sure it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Twitter is fine. Be sure to follow me at JeffyJFR on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, We, you know, it's a social media platform and You know, to think that it has to do with free speech and you can say what you want on it, sadly, you're wrong. And the new CEO absolutely believes that the role is not to be bound by the First Amendment. It's supposed to be, we're not thinking about free speech, we're thinking about how times have changed. Have they? Have they really? Parag Agrawala? Oh no, I keep wanting to say Awala, it's not that, it's Parag Agrawal. Parag Agrawal. Agrawal. I'm already sick of saying that. His Twitter account is at Paraga. So I'm just going to call Parag Agrawal Paraga. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com. 
and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. So for those of you listening live today on the 30th of November, 2021, it's Giving Tuesday. Yes. You know, the date that's determined by the Tuesday following Thanksgiving each year, because Thanksgiving is the fourth week of November. Giving Tuesday either falls on the last Tuesday of November or the first Tuesday of December. You have Black Friday, and then you have Cyber Monday, and then you have Giving Tuesday. That's special. I know. It's a global day of giving or a global generosity movement. It's held each year. And uh, since the first annual day of giving in 2012, nonprofits in the United States have raised more than $1.9 billion. In 2019, nonprofits in the U.S. raised more than $500 million online alone. Mercuryone.org. If you want a uh, nonprofit that uh, all the money goes where it's supposed to go, Mercury One is that nonprofit. No questions. It certainly isn't the Salvation Army. <laughs> and they don't have, they don't want you to. Uh, renounce your whiteness, okay? I guarantee that Mercury One will not ask you to renounce your whiteness as the Salvation Army wanted you to. They've walked that back a little. Uh-huh, have they? But uh, they they claim that they have. Anyway, if you want, and you can give advice too by emailing chewingthefatattheblaze.com or you can message me on Instagram or Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, or you can, uh, you know, use Twitter, you know, that Paraga is the head of at Jeffy JFR. It looks like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is not in the giving mood, though. Uh, you know, we've, I've been wondering why Maria Shriver is in the news so much lately. We keep hearing little tidbits about Shriver. I was thinking she was trying to get back into TV. And then I looked at her out shopping and I thought, ooh, maybe not. So they are still arguing. Her and Arnold are still arguing over the estate since they're not even officially divorced yet the the divorce was filed back in 2011 okay now that was not long after you know we found out that arnold was taking care of a little mildred housekeeper business while maria wasn't around maybe even when maria was around i don't know but we just know that they had their you know their love child the housekeeper love child and so that brought the split, but they still haven't split. They didn't have a prenuptial agreement. And so Maria just, I mean, she could walk away with some cash. Plus she's got her career money and the Kennedy family. I mean, she'll be okay. So we'll see what happens. Apparently, you know, we talked about him selling his one house. That was a dump (laughs) for 11 million, but uh, you know, they're still trying to divide up the estate. Apparently they have, you know, there's a bunch more property, that they purchased or that Arnie has. And so she left and he kept that pad and the kids are all grown now. So they don't know what they're going to do with the money. Maria, apparently they're trying to work it out and make it happen. And she's frustrated. She's got nothing. Arnold has got his girlfriend, Heather still, you know, out there taking care of a little business. I don't know. It claims Maria hasn't, you know, taken care of any business since the breakup. So she's just a lonely broken housewife <laughs> so we'll see what happens but they aren't even a divorce yet that's an incredible story 
And we still have the ongoing battle with our uh, COVID-19, COVID-20, COVID-Omicron virus to be concerned about. The CDC here in the United States says all adults should get COVID-19 booster shots. Isn't that special? That's good. They're opening up the window. They want uh, everyone aged 18 years or older to get their booster shot. It looks to tackle a new and highly infectious strain of the coronavirus that is quickly spreading across the globe. Hmm. I, th- I thought it wasn't as bad, but they want to get your get your booster shot. You be sure to do that. The Missouri-led coalition that took on Biden, President Joseph Robinette Biden, and his illegal, according to Eric Schmidt, uh, who is, is he running for governor? I think he is, or I mean, senator. Right, uh, Schmidt for uh, Senate.com in Missouri. Right, he uh, has posted that uh, Missouri led coalition that took on Biden and his illegal vaccine mandates for healthcare workers and uh, halting stunning federal government overreach. According to Eric, this is still America. <laughs> no, I agree, Eric. It's been the freest country in history, and there is no way we are giving up on it. Amen. He continues, COVID tyrants are selling fear to be your savior. We, the people, have had enough. We want our country back. Our system of checks and balances, federalism, separation of powers was meant to protect individual liberty. (laughs) That's a cute little thing. The belief in individual rights is one of America's great legacies. Our win today versus the Biden healthcare worker vaccine mandate is a win for workers and a win for liberty. I mean, that is huge. Uh, That's 10 states that uh, have stopped the mandate. But let's not forget, okay, that while Eric believes that our system of checks and balances, federalism, separation of powers was meant to protect individual liberty, the belief in individual rights is one of America's great legacies. But uh, Paraga, at Paraga, the new CEO of Twitter, believes that their role, and I know it's just Twitter, not the entire country, but Twitter's role uh, is not bound by the First Amendment. Uh, We need to focus less on thinking about free speech, but thinking about how times have changed. I just, I cannot tell you how angry that makes me. (laughs) I have to let it go now. I just have to let it go. It just, it really makes me angry. In Germany, the German, I'm going to move on now because I'm, I'm getting upset and I, I don't want to get upset for you. This is chewing the fat. We're supposed to, you know, lighten the load a little bit or fatten the load a little bit. The German suicide factory says, and that's where people go, uh, you know, to die euthanasia and the preparatory ex, ex, how do they say that? Euthanasia and the preparatory examination of the voluntary responsibility of our members willing to die require human closeness. Got it. Okay. So I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm reading this. Let <laughs> me be sure I have it right for you. Okay. Because the German Euthanasia Association recently announced it will not help unvaccinated patients kill themselves. Wait, what? Yes. Anyone seeking assisted suicide must submit proof 
of COVID-19 vaccination first. So you are, and, and of course, you wouldn't lie about something like that, would you? No, there's no way you would lie. You're go- you want to kill yourself. You're not going to say, yeah, I got the vaccine. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and kill me now, okay? But what they were saying, what I was reading earlier, was that uh, euthanasia and the preparatory examination, I can't even say that word today, euthanasia and the preparatory examination of the voluntary responsibility of our members willing to die require human closeness. Human closeness, however, is a prerequisite and breeding ground for coronavirus transmission. As of today, Oh, as of today, good. Uh, Quick tests before encounters in closed rooms. So we're going to test you to make sure you don't have COVID. (laughs) We don't want to kill you. If you've got COVID-19, we want you to suffer. And you better be vaccinated because we don't want to have you kill yourself without being vaccinated. Because, you know, you could affect us. And we care about us. And, of course, we know that if you're uh, 100% vaccinated, you can't transmit the disease, right? Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, you can, but you're probably, it's better. It's probably better because you still can transmit the, the, you still can transmit the, the old COVID, but it's not as bad. Wait, no, it means that if you're vaccinated, you don't get it as bad. But if you're vaccinated and still have COVID, you can transmit it and it is just as bad or worse. Pretty sure that's what they said. I don't think I read that wrong. Anyway, just know that if you're in Germany and this is coming to a euthanasia association near you, (laughs) you are not going to be able to kill yourself unless you're vaccinated. Man, that's, that's good. I'm glad we have that rule. I think my favorite crime story of the day comes from Pasco County, Florida, Tampa Bay, Sheriff Grady Judd, one of America's, if not the best sheriff in America, Grady Judd, Pasco County Sheriff. So this story uh, comes because a 45-year-old Bobby John Herrera from West Palm Beach and 36-year-old Nicholas Nigel Howard of Opalaca with a combined 67 felonies after they engaged in an organized cargo theft conspiracy. Five businesses were defrauded about $704,487 of wooden pallets. It started way back in July, where they began investigating a reported theft of seven semi-trailers from two different distribution centers, Saddle Creek Logistical Services in Auburndale and a Walmart distribution center in Winter Haven that contained a large quantity of wooden pallets. And they were able to identify three semi-trucks with trailers filled with pallets that had been stolen or burglarized by Herrera. And he is the owner of a JCI pallet in Plant City. They had security footage and they brought it to him and he was like, well, yeah, I guess that looks like me. (laughs) (laughs) yep it sure does so grady judd actually commented and said my detectives in partnership 
with the Plant City Police Department did an outstanding job investigating this organized crime enterprise. This type of theft negatively impacts the consumer when business have to when businesses have to raise costs to account for this type of loss. We will work hard to make sure Herrera and Howard are held accountable for these cargo thefts. They won't have the opportunity to steal while they're in prison. I love Grady Judd. Now, when you look at what they were charged with, it's amazing. So this Herrera, arrested in Plant City, transported to the Hillsborough County Jail where uh, with additional Polk County charges. Burglary of occupied structure, 13 counts. Burglary of unoccupied conveyance, 15 counts. Forgery, 2 counts. Grand theft, $100,000 or more. Grand theft, Grand theft of a motor vehicle, 19 counts. Theft of cargo in stream of commerce. Use of a two-way device to commit a felony. <laughs> Conspiracy to commit grand theft. Okay, that uh, seems like those are some nice charges. The other guy, this Nicholas Nigel Howard from Opalaka, uh, burglary of occupied structure, three counts, grand theft motor vehicle, four counts, grand theft, burglary of unoccupied conveyance, use of two-way communication device, conspiracy to commit grand theft. Now, they both have a pretty long list of uh, previous criminal history. Uh, it includes uh, the Herrera has uh, charges in Texas, Arizona, and New Mexico for credit card abuse, issuing bad checks, fraud, money laundering, theft, illegal control of enterprise, forgery, conspiracy, tampering with evidence, burglary of an automobile, and violation of probation. While Nicholas, eh, he's not as bad. He uh, has uh, charges of fraud, trespassing, resisting a law enforcement officer, possession of marijuana, violation of probation, and failure to appear. I'm guessing those are all from Florida. Uh, because they didn't mention any being from out of state. So anyway, uh, just know from the words of Grady Judd, they won't have the opportunity to steal while they're in prison. Just another comment of why Grady Judd is the best sheriff in America. Okay, okay, one of the best. I got you. There's plenty of good sheriffs out there. Don't start coming down on me for that. Hey, did you see where the, uh, you remember the Frenchman, the black alien? who has had all this work done. I mean, he has done this uh, uh, nose and upper lip cut off. His tongue is split. His entire body, including his eyeballs, are covered in tattoos. And he looks... Uh, he's getting there. He's getting there into a black alien. He believed that he's, that he's achieved 34% of his goal into turning into an alien. Oh, Okay, so uh, what's good? And he's, you know, go under the Instagram account of Black Alien Project. So apparently now he has gotten two fingers chopped off of his left hand to form a claw. Okay, uh, no problem, uh, Anthony Lafredo. Uh, Mr. Frenchman, I know the nose is cut off, tongue is split, you're all tattooed, and I know you want to develop your inner peace, but 
uh, he has uh, he has the picture of where his uh, ring finger and pinky used to be. Okay. He said, uh, remember we talked about him before, that he's been passionate about mutations and transformations of the human body. I had a click when I was a security guard. I realized that I was not living my life the way I wanted. I stopped everything at 24 and left for Australia. Oh, oh okay. Um, no problem. Uh, I love getting into the shoes of a scary character. I often settle down somewhere and play a role. Do ya? Uh, especially at night in dark streets. <laughs> I explore the contrast between the role I play and myself. Do you? Uh, I, it's funny to me. At what point do the doctors say, hey, you know, we're not going to do that. We're just not going to start cutting pieces off of you. I mean, the... The tattoos all over and on the eyeballs, okay. I mean, I guess they already have. They've cut some of his nose and they've cut some of his tongue. And so now he wants to cut some fingers off to be, you know, have a claw and become, you know, closer to whoever he thinks he's supposed to be or become. But man, you start cutting body pieces off. You, uh, hey, I mean, sure, there's my three cuts to clown face theory. I mean, he is way beyond that. I, he's in another category. But, I mean, we have the, I've got everybody was, thank you. I thank you for all the stories that were sent to me, uh, chewing the fat at the blaze.com. Demi Moore, uh, who went to uh, the fashion awards at the Royal Albert Hall in London. And she's 59 now. She still looks tremendous. However, according to all the stories, she was unrecognizable. I mean, she's had some work done. I don't know that she's, come to the three cuts to clown face, but she is on her way. She's had a lot of work and this latest work has got some cheeks and there's no wrinkles and it's uh, tightened back up and it looks, and it's just, I mean, she looks, uh, you know, good uh, for 59, I guess, but at some point, at some point, I mean, I realize that we don't want wrinkles and we want our face to still look beautiful and we want the, you know, the cheekbones and we want the skin to be clear and we want the neck to be tightened and the complexion. And, and I get that. I, I do. I, I understand it. I mean, she's made her living looking, you know, beautiful, but at some point, at some point, don't we have to just say, you know what? No more. But hey, the theme of this show today, do what you want. So do what you want, Demi. You look great. Seriously, you look wonderful. And you too, black alien, forget that whole mental illness thing that I was kind of walking around. You're fine. Don't worry about it. You want to cut more parts off of your body so that you look closer to whatever you think you're supposed to look like? You go right ahead. Do what you want. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.